Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we, we just watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Right now, Godzilla's out there and he's hurting people. We don't know why. We need Kong. The world needs him. There can't be two Alpha Titans. In theaters and on HBO Max, March 31st, rated PG-13. It's true. This is uh, an exclusive hot take on Godzilla vs. Kong from the half-hast horror cast crew. <laughs> and it's just going to be bare bones, our thoughts on the film, because I had been anticipating it for a very long time. And I wanted to rope in everyone to talk to me about it. <laughs> That's how this works. Hey, by, by the way, I thought of it this morning. We've been doing this since 2014. It's pretty impressive. Oh, so seven yeah. years. Yeah, pushing seven years. I think November 2014, or this year, will oh. be seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Long in the tooth, hard in the cock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You should put Jeez. that sound effect right there. <laughs> of course. So, yeah, I forced you guys to watch this because I'm a huge Godzilla and Kong fan. I wasn't forced. And actually, I'll start with Jeff because, Jeff, I remember distinctly when I brought up this movie on the podcast and I was like, hey, you know, who do you want to win? And you were like, I, I don't care. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't give a shit. So kind of tell us... Uh, you know, your brief history of, with these monsters and first impression of the movie, how you felt about it going in. Um, I've never been, like, a huge fan of Godzilla or Kong or any, like, kaiju stuff or anything. Uh, I, don't, I don't dislike them at all. I just It's just never been a thing that's really, like, I've been super into necessarily. Uh, mm -hmm. I watched the original King Kong when I was a kid because my dad showed it to me and... Uh, but, you know, as, as cultural icons, you know, they're everyone. I feel like everyone in the world knows who King Kong and Godzilla are. For sure. Um, and I, I saw Kong Skull Island in the theater on your recommendation, and I thought that was really well done. Uh, but I never saw the Godzilla movie or the, mm. the one from 2014 or the Godzilla King of Monsters. So going into this, I was like, well, how much difference could it make <laughs> but there were some things when i was watching where i was kind of confused like why is that happening why is, and in, but i right. in my mind i was like ah, who cares i just want to see these two fight so right. i didn't really uh i will say the any anytime human beings were on the screen i was kind of bored and i was like all right let's get to the fighting <laughs> sure uh and but i feel like it delivered in a huge way anytime kong and godzilla were on screen fighting i thought it was amazing Great, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't realize you you hadn't seen any of the Hollywood Godzilla movies. Uh, I thought I thought maybe you missed one of them, but so you you haven't seen Godzilla or Godzilla King of Monsters, right? And I actually forgot that there even was a Kong or a, a Godzilla standalone movie from 2014 until this morning. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, there was one other one I forgot yeah. about. I was thinking it was a trilogy for some reason. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's four four in this monster verse so far going forward. So. Yeah. Um, Kia, what about you? Tell us 
how you feel about the monsters and how you felt going into this one. Well, I also wasn't familiar with the the kaiju movies, and I, I don't think... I guess I've never seen original King Kong. I thought you had shown it to me. We've definitely seen parts of it. Yeah. But I guess you haven't sat down and... Well, to be 100% honest, I might cut this. Like, I, I've been a little shy to show you mm-hmm. because of some of the cultural insensitivity oh. of Kong on the island and stuff like that. So it's been one of those things where I've been like, oh, like, because I love yeah. King Kong so much. So it's kind of one of those stumbling blocks. But I mean, blocks, I think I've so. seen that already. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we watched it in the background before, oh, okay. but I don't think we've sat and like... We're going to make a night of it, you know, that type of thing. I mean, we've gotten into our old movies and pretty much anything before. Well, when you get into those old movies, that's always a potential issue anyway. So, but anyway. Sometimes in the most innocent of movies, you never (laughs) picture it in. It's like, whoa, (laughs) that came out of nowhere. Okay. what? But, um, so so yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen those, but obviously like Jeff was saying, they're iconic, like. It's like Frankenstein and Dracula. There's everyone knows who King Kong and Godzilla are. So I've gotten more into them, obviously, since dating you, because you're really into them. And we did see, we've seen all the movies, and we saw the 2014 Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, and then Godzilla, King of Monsters. We saw those in the theater, and um, I like those. The kaiju versions, when I've seen them on, like, Comet. Right, um, the old Toho. Yeah. They're they're okay. They're really cheesy though right but i guess they're supposed to be well they're very kid friendly after a very certain point so yeah. they're almost literally made for children yeah power ranger style a yeah. little bit so. yeah so um but yeah but going into I'm, I'm definitely on the side of kong because um he's american there you go he's american <laughs> he predates godzilla he's the original so i mean and he's also, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure, the first, like, non-human star of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's, like, the first special effects star of a movie or whatever, which is kind of common now. But back in 1933, that was yeah. basically unheard of. And, and, I mean, just really briefly, I love both these characters, have since childhood, had VHS tapes of a lot of these mo- movies. And Kong was always my guy. I, I remember watching the 1970s version on television thinking that it was a miniseries. Like I, I was so young that I didn't understand that it was like a movie that they were playing on TV, but, uh, always fascinated with Kong. And, uh, later when I got a few years older, uh, started to really get into Godzilla or whatever. So, uh, always siding with Kong, but you catch me at the right moment. I might have a little, little tinge of like, Oh, but Godzilla, Oh, you know, <laughs> just, you know, it just kind of depends on the day. So, but usually Kong, what did you say? Godzilla, Meant. I will. I am no linguist, but from what I understand, the actual Japanese word for Godzilla, it's a combination of gorilla and well. Mm. So it, it's basically straight off the bat paying homage to yeah. King Kong. I mean, it's it's like in Godzilla's DNA is that they loved King Kong back then. And by the way, King Kong versus Godzilla, the 1962 uh, Toho movie. It's like the w- most well-attended of all the Godzilla movies in Japan. So mm. it's it's like not the biggest box office because of how inflation works and all that stuff, but it's like the Gone with the Wind of yeah. Toho movies, basically. Mm. So it had really high attendance. And it basically revitalized Godzilla. He was basically on the way out, and that movie kind of jump-started a whole new franchise for Godzilla where he fights other monsters and stuff. So yeah, both, of, uh, both of my nephews went through huge Godzilla phases where they mm. like, watched all of the movies. They knew all of the different monsters that he fought. It just, it just skipped me somehow. Both of my nephews are just like 
huge fans. Well, it's 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 funny. Like uh, my mom, uh, after I had moved out, uh, you know, I had a nephew that would stay with her a lot. And she would talk about how she would use those old VHS tapes that I had of the Godzilla movies to placate him. Like that was the type mm-hmm. of thing she could put on and he would just be like transfixed and super <laughs> into it. So there's something about it, man, like that just captures the imagination of it doesn't matter what generation or how many years later. Something about those movies, the man in suit, you know, old school stuff yeah. <laughs> re- really captures the imagination of kids. So. loved it by the way i mean it 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 hit all my expectations like i went in with pretty high expectations because i like adam wingard a lot and i feel like you know he had all the tools to make something really special Mm -hmm. and i have to agree with jeff that the human parts were a little a little shallow i mean but i think they service the story fine to set up really cool set pieces for the monsters to be in and different locations for them to fight in and scenarios. Um, so I mean, they did the, the heavy lifting that was required. You probably don't want the humans talking too much because then it kind of gets into, you're going to have to, the humans are there to explain what's going on. Right. And like what's going on is beyond anything remotely scientifically accurate so then it would just yeah. kind of be silly and and um before we watched the movie you thought it was going to be close to three hours and i yeah. think that was i looked i googled it and that was apparently a thing where people really wanted this movie to be three hours and adam wingard said if you get a three-hour movie you're going to get like it's going to be more people talking. You're not going to be. You're not going to get more monsters fighting. Mm-hmm. So he likes to keep his movies at around the two-hour mark, or below. And I think that's a great point because there was so much fighting in this movie that if you add another hour, it would have been probably just more dialogue. It would have dragged probably. Yeah, I thought this had just the right amount of fighting. I mean, within like 15, 20 minutes, there's a big monster fight. Right. <laughs> so it happens pretty quickly and as a kong fan i love that he was the protagonist like king kong is Mm -hmm. literally the main character and you basically follow him on a quest to find his homeland and you know very conan the barbarian he finds an artifact that he can use you know weapon uh uh, from his people from his ancient you know species or whatever to fight godzilla with and i thought it was just wonderful i I was super into it I, when he found that thing, I was like, oh, this is going to be dope. Like, <laughs> there was, like, uh, so much kind of, like, schlocky stuff in it, but I loved all of the schlocky stuff. Like, when he hmm. finds that artifact and at one point he sits on a throne, I was like, oh, he's literally King Kong now. <laughs> <laughs> You said it exceeded your expectations. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so when the movie was coming out or before it was coming out, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. I didn't know what to expect because I thought the last Godzilla King of the Monsters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that the action was fine. They had some cool shots, but I thought the writing was just so bad. I thought it was cheesy. I thought the jokes were just, no one laughed in the theater that we were in at the parts they were supposed to laugh. It was just, it was just not well written. I don't, I didn't think. And so I didn't know what to expect going into this movie, 
But thankfully, this movie had different writers. I think the people that wrote the last movie had something to do with the story of this movie. Mm-hmm. But the screenplay was done by two different people. And those people were Eric Pearson and Max Bornstein. And Eric Pearson did Thor Ragnarok and Black Widow. And Max Bornstein did Godzilla 2014 and Kong Skull Island, which are my two top picks right. are of, the, of the four. Those are the two I like. I just thought the writing was much better. The funny parts in this movie, I didn't think were as cheesy. Mm-hmm. I thought they, I don't know. I just, I just liked it. It was, it was a breath of fresh air. Cause I was like, Oh man, the last one was just so it was, but there was one part where, <laughs> where someone was in the Godzilla King, the monster, someone said something like, Oh my God. And someone else is like Zilla. It's like, oh, come on. That's yeah. so bad. And like, and it was such a <laughs> clash with the original Godzilla. Like, they try to make it grounded. It's almost like a disaster movie. And not the original Godzilla, but the 2014 Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems it's more from the human's perspective of just like, oh, my God, it's this natural disaster that just happens to be a monster at the center of it. And, uh, you know, then Kong Skull Island, it becomes pulpy and, and fun mm-hmm. and silly and over the top. And then I think with King of the Monsters, they kind of, they tried to mash those two things together and it didn't quite, I think the alchemy was kind of off and it was kind of weird. And I think they mastered it with this one where it's, it is schlocky and silly, but it still has its moments of, you know, wonder and fantasy that, that I think mesh really well with it. Like, cause I mean, there's stuff in this that's like hard sci-fi almost that, if you watch the 2014 movie, they're using like regular military tanks mm-hmm. and there's no sci-fi elements whatsoever other than the monster. And so apparently in the past 10 years of this world, their technology jumped a lot somehow. Well, I mean, uh, that makes sense. If they discovered the world has discovered there's Titans. A, titans. Yeah. yeah like they kind of specific rim yeah. style almost. Yeah. Our guns are not really going to help. Even mm-hmm. though at the beginning of this movie, they still just try to shoot Godzilla and it's like your guns don't help <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think it distracts him a little bit. It, it seems to hurt him, or oh. he feels it, but it doesn't hurt him, if that okay. makes sense. Because I think it did kind of throw him off course. And okay. Because there's one, the one shot where, because the first big standoff takes place in the ocean, mm. and there's one shot where he just, like, swims through a ship. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. just like, what? Yeah. And that, that's, that's <laughs> one of those moments, I think you even audibly said it, yeah. Kia, where you were like, how does Kong fight that? Like, how, what, like... That's And I think they deliberately set that up a little bit where it's like Godzilla is Superman and King Kong is Batman. Mm. And like, yeah, with the right tools and the right planning, Kong can at least fight him. But there's no way he'll ever beat him, really. I mean, it's just the way it is. So I was going into it. I was really curious how they were going to kind of equal, get them on level playing fields. In that first fight, it was definitely... King Kong was on the ropes pretty much the entire time. I mean, and, and I think they did a great job of, they already kind of set up Kong as sympathetic. Like he already has human friends. I mm-hmm. think we already know by that point that he knows sign language. That's yeah. re- a big reveal that he actually knows a human language. And so we're automatically kind of rooting for him when Godzilla finally shows up and Godzilla is straight up the villain of this movie. Now he's the antagonist. Yeah. So I think that's great. A great dynamic is that, you know, Godzilla is super overpowered and can easily kill Kong. So like you're rooting for Kong to, to get the upper hand somehow. Mm. Well, you mentioned the, uh, the sign language thing Now, I, having not seen the other two Godzilla movies, I think, uh, there's probably some stuff in the storyline that it would have made more sense to me had I seen it before those other two, but, <laughs> but, but based on what you were just saying, uh, 
Kong knowing uh, sign language, like he's he's he become I don't know when he became friends with this little girl. I don't know if it was in a previous movie or not, but like this little girl, it would be like me making friends with an aunt and right being like, oh, there's that one aunt I'm friends with, and then like <laughs> like he. He has such great eyesight that he could like see her signing and stuff and be like, "Oh yeah, I, I got that." And like, I feel like Kong should have like a giant magnifying glass to be like, "Oh, oh yeah, I remember this one." Maybe, maybe that'll be in a sequel. There, there's that one scene where uh, there's like somebody shooting at him in a spaceship thing, and he just grabs the spaceship and holds it up really close to his face to like peek into the window. And he's like, "Oh, I don't know them." And then he just <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about the CG for a second. Like the CG stuff in this movie, it doesn't look real to me, but it looks amazing. Like it, it looks really good. It's like very like, it's like eye candy. Yeah. Um, and there's one scene in particular where they're fighting, I think it's Tokyo and there's all these neon lights everywhere. It's, it's Hong Kong. I'm pretty sure Kong, is where it's okay. supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, uh, you're seeing like these red and green lights coming from different, angles uh, like reflecting on their faces and stuff and i was like wow it like these shots look like the cover of a issue of a famous monsters of film land like a basil gogos yeah uh, yeah i was like oh that looks so cool like yeah (laughs) having not seen the the previous godzilla movies um there's there's like one scene in this one where millie bobby brown is talking to friday night lights guy right and uh which i guess is her dad (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but they're, you know, they're like yelling at each other and like talking all dramatically about Godzilla and what's happening and just, uh, hearing him. I mean, he, he sells it so well and he's, he's being completely serious. He's just like, I don't know what we're going to do about Godzilla. And just like when he said Godzilla, it just made me laugh. I was like, oh my God, they're being so dramatic about Godzilla. I I think it's just knowing the character as like a, you know, like a pop culture character and like kind of having a an idea of who that character looks like in a rubber suit and stuff. Right. It's like if Hulk Hogan was a hitman trying to kill your family and your dad was all like, I don't know what we're going to do about Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Yeah. It it would, it would be kind of like, what? Okay. Like, like, can we call him something else? That just sounds silly. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you saying you thought it was funny because of the, the actor? No, just, just how dramatically they were speaking of Godzilla was, what was funny to me. And also, I like I said, I hadn't seen the other Godzilla movies, so like, I hadn't seen these characters like go through what they went through with them, and so I had had I seen yeah. those other movies, it probably wouldn't have seemed as silly when they are talking I mean, about Godzilla. Yeah. But there's a lot of family drama. Well, because the original, I mean, uh, in King of the Monsters, Coach and Millie Bobby Brown, like Coach's. Uh, wife gets killed by Godzilla inadvertently, and then one of their sons, like their younger son or Millie Bobby Brown's younger brother, is also killed in one of the original attacks or whatever. So they have some history of, like uh-huh. actual, yeah, mm-hmm. of actual, you know, family tragedy w- with that, which doesn't again doesn't quite fit the tone of this movie. I mean, to really yeah. big time bring that up, or whatever. <laughs> the, the, the sign language thing. I do think one thing that they kind of gloss over a little bit is that they implied in Kong Island, or excuse me, Skull Island, is um, that the natives of that island, the humans on that island, uh, could speak uh, psychically. Like they they had telepathy and they didn't really speak an audible language. I I just wonder if the girl in this movie, if she maybe had some kind of latent ability to kind of like along with the sign language also kind of like mentally link with King Kong a little bit 
And I mean, that's kind of how I filled the gap a little bit, because I, I agree with you, Jeff, that it's a little hard to swallow that, you know, Kong can literally see this really tiny hand, you know, s- sign language yeah. and everything. But at the same time, if we're making the leaps that this this movie asks of us, I mean, that's kind of a small, you <laughs> yeah. know. That place where they take Kong to it's like in the center of the earth or something right mm-hmm. am i wrong about that so, hollow earth yes was, was it hollow earth oh yeah. okay so but there's like sunlight in there somehow right well i i assume that that was some kind of artificial like from uh the magma of the earth's core like that type of thing provides its sunlight sort of like an artificial mm-hmm. or a different type of sunlight um and king of monsters there is a, a brief mention by the, um, is it Bradley Whitford? Is that his mm-hmm. character? He mentions Hollow Earth at some point. So they kind of planted a seed for Hollow Earth to be part of, you know, the expanded universe going forward. But yeah, I, I, when they make it to that environment, I loved it. I mean, I love the whole like uh, space odyssey trip, you know, to yeah. the core of the world or whatever, the Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. And then just how Kong moved in that world, uh, you know, how we got to see him kind of like uh, what I love so much about the monster verse and Kong in this is that it's not sadness porn. Cause so often a Kong movie is basically, you know, he gets taken from his home, he gets put in chains and then he gets machine gunned to death. Like that's basically the three beats. And I love that this gives him something, you know, to live for and, and, uh, you know, some kind of, uh, what do you call it? Like history and something to go forward to and everything. And, so, I mean, all the Hollow Earth stuff, I just loved. I loved seeing Kong run around in that environment. I like, at one point, they transport him to Antarctica. Yeah. I guess yeah. that's, that's, that's the, the entry, entry point, point to yeah. Hollow Earth. And it there's, there's a close-up shot of him. He just looks around, and he just, like, sighs very deeply. And it's just kind of like, these fucking humans. Yeah. Like, they're always putting me in chains and taking me to places. Like, <laughs> it's I'm like, totally fine on yeah. my own island. Why am I not surprised? Yeah. And, <laughs> And uh, that, that was also a little callback to King Kong versus Godzilla, where uh, he is transported with helicopters in a net because oh. it looks so comical and silly. But that's how they did it in the original mm. uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, that's how they, they transported them. the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. They just literally put them in like a net. In and, like, one of them. Really? Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, tried and true. So, uh, it's also yeah, kind that, of funny how the girl convinces Kong to go into the little tunnel. She's like, you know, your family might be in there. I don't know. Yeah. She, <laughs> He's like, well, it's funny because the adults tell her to lie her ass off and just yeah. be like, yeah, they, tell him there are his family members are down there. And she at least changes it to like they oh, might. I didn't think about that. There yeah. might be someone, something down there to worth your time, maybe. <laughs> like she kind of changes it where she doesn't have to just blatantly lie to him. Because yeah. I, I was like, really man, cool this is. axe the- down there. Go, go get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the axe, by the way. Are we all in agreement that that is made from one of, like, oh. a Godzilla-type monster? Like, the blade itself is made from well, kind of, like, the he, spine of Godzilla? When he puts you it in the earth, yeah. right, he puts it in the earth, and it kind of looked like it was similar to the earth around. Right. So maybe Godzilla is made from the earth. It uh, could be. <laughs> it's well, primordial he, stuff. His skin yeah. is very rocky and, yeah. and stuff, so... When he put the axe into the ground and it all lit up, it looked like a skeleton of some kind of creature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe 
maybe it was like a piece of another creature that he fashioned into an or maybe I guess he didn't do it, but some I'm, ancient being. To, I mean, to me, the the sequel is Kong in Hollow Earth and like getting some some answers to this stuff. Because are there like another race of monsters down there that are like human like that help the monsters make these things? Maybe they or? could do a prequel. Mm. Hollow Earth, like where do they all come from? Uh, it'd be like Lord of the Rings with monsters. <laughs> I mean, that would be pretty badass in, in showing because it implied, I feel like with the fossils and everything that there were multiple Kongs and multiple Godzillas, like mm. of their species or whatever that maybe come from that area or whatever. So, yeah, it was know, really man. there was a really cool point when the when um so 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 Godzilla's in Hong Kong, mm. he finds out something's happening. They've tapped into the 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 energy source, right? Right from Hollow Earth. He gets yeah. pissed off, so he like shoots his rays through the earth <laughs> and into Hollow Earth. Yeah, right? literally Somehow. burrows through the world. Yeah. yeah. And so that kind of makes things explode and fall apart. And there's this really cool shot of like a Kong like statue, I guess with his arms up. Mm. And it's falling, but it looks like how big apes look when they're pounding the earth. Right. And so at first I was like, oh, that's Godzilla, or not Godzilla, King Kong, like getting really upset, but it was a statue. I just thought it was really cool the way Mm -hmm. it fell very slowly like that. I don't know. I thought that was a cool shot. So, I mean, clearly this was his kingdom or his descendants or his ancestors or whatever. So I think that would be, you might, maybe the sequel will be just a whole lot of Kongs just running around <laughs> female Kongs, baby Kong, baby. Oh no. Yeah. Baby Kongs. We got to go Gadzuki there someday. Gadzuki might make an appearance. What, what is Gadzuki? Remember like from the cartoon, like Godzilla's little like baby Godzilla, Gadzuki. Oh no, I don't know that. <laughs> I know, I know Manila from, uh, uh or Minya, excuse Minya. me, Minya from, uh, from son like of Kong, cartoon, Godzilla. So. Yeah. Uh, there is like actually something that another th- humorous thing made me kind of laugh. Just it wasn't anything they they did in the movie necessarily that they called attention to. Just in my own mind, there's like a couple of scenes where Kong and Godzilla are like face to face, and they're both just roaring in each other's face. Like, hmm. and I was thinking, like, man, can you imagine how horrible that would smell? <laughs> just like <laughs> these two big animals, just like breathing in each other's faces. What's what, like, that's oh. what Kia mentioned when uh, Kong was on the uh, the aircraft carrier and he was eating just like raw fish, like yeah, handfuls. There's like blood in his teeth. Yeah, and she was like, oh man, that's got to be ripe. Jeff, did yeah. you ever do the, um, univer- was it Universal Studios? Mm-hmm. The King Kong Universal Studios ride in Florida, Orlando? Uh, well, Craig and I went to the one in Hollywood. Uh, oh, they have uh, one. There. But it uh, it wasn't the big animatronic one. It was the oh. CG one that had the. Uh, it was the Peter Jackson, Jackson version. Oh. Yeah. Well, back in the old old days, like late '80s, early '90s, I only went to the Orlando one. Um, there was a, it was like you were on a like a bus. Yeah. Like a bus and it's like a trolley, I think. It's like or, a trolley, yeah. and you're going through like a cityscape, and Kong is there. Mm. And there's a shot where he gets right up to your face and he breathes on you and it smells like bananas. Yeah, they, they piped in that yeah, smell or whatever. It doesn't oh, exist that's anymore, a great but idea. Yeah. now they should have a new ride where it's like Hollow Earth fish. or something. Yeah. 
Oh man, that would be amazing. And you're like in the craft, the, the Tron style the heave. crafts that the, the humans. Yeah. Heave. Yeah. That's what it's yeah. called. There's a vehicle that's Very called cool. a heave that looked really cool. And like when it was flying, it left like really cool lights mm. in its wake. And there's a cool shot in hollow earth when Kong is running around and he jumps up and he starts floating through the air. Mm. And yeah. um, Craig said, man, that, this is like psychedelic or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was, it was very yeah. 2001 is what it kept reminding me of was kind of the imagery and like a old school science fiction movie, yeah. you know, that was kind of trippy and everything from the 60s. But Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like when he jumped up, I thought he was going to fall onto the mountains above him, you know, mm. like he was going to hurt himself somehow, but he was, it was very like gentle. Like he just mm. landed very softly. And I was like, oh, this is cool. It makes sense. Cause he's in the center of the earth. So yeah. the gravity is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And then also like when the heave ships first leave, like when I guess when they cross the barrier or mm. whatever, it kind of stops, it blanks out. And I thought the TV went off or oh. that the the movie messed up or something because it gets <laughs> black and silent and then it just it's a really cool shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, visually this movie is I can see why you'd want to see it on a big screen IMAX. We I, I'm assuming all of us saw it at home, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I watched it on the projector. Oh, he he did it up. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, my argument is, I mean, I fell in love with all these monsters on VHS. So to me, it's no big deal to watch it on a regular TV, even though I did have a few pangs here and there where I was like, oh, if this was on IMAX, this would just be like incredible. And I'm sure the sound is amazing. Mm -hmm. And we may have missed a couple of beats like that, you know, but I still would rather not watch it with the crowd, to be honest. (laughs) I I, I still like the sacrifice. This movie was so good. I feel like a crowd might have been just like, (gasps) Would have True. been forced to shut up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, for like a second, I considered going to the theater to see it because I don't have a HBO Max. And I was like, I don't know. Do I want to like pay for a month of HBO Max? Because there is no like free trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's actually cheaper to go to the movie theater to see it. And I was just like, <laughs> I really don't want to go to a movie theater. <laughs> so... Uh, I ended up just watching it at home on the projector, and it it was nice because then I could like pause it if I had to go use the restroom, yeah. and like you know not have to worry about any of that stuff. So it was pretty nice being able to watch it at home. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I mean now HBO Max is like the uh, Godzilla versus Kong machine, so yeah. uh, <laughs> we can mm-hmm. flip it on in the background or yeah. watch it again. You know, it's pretty nice. So. Any thoughts on Godzilla? We talked so much about Kong. <laughs> I mean, Godzilla is just like the bad guy, basically, just wrecking shit. I mean, he's not the bad guy because he also wants to just be left alone. Mm. And the reason, do we want to say, well, the reason why he's disturbed? Yeah, let's, let's, we're officially in a spoiler territory, yeah. kind of going in for a landing here. So yeah. if you haven't yeah. seen it yet, it's rarely available on HBO Max and in theaters. It's actually been a pretty big success uh, this weekend yeah. as we record. Yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't just show up out of nowhere. He's I can't remember exactly what's happening, but I guess he senses that they're trying to tap into his energy source. Is they that what's being going on? Apex, Apex. The the bad guys of yeah. the film. It's a so big, there's a group company. that's trying to tap into his energy source mm-hmm. so they can use it obviously for evil purposes. <laughs> Right. And so, because the the last Godzilla movie, it ends with him 
he's supposed to be like the protector. Right. Th- there's a peace that they make. And so when he shows up, everyone's like, what, what's happening? Why is he attacking us all of a sudden? I thought we, I thought we were cool. Um, but that's why. And obviously, I guess when he sees Kong, he's like, well, Kong's probably part of this. Mm. I'm going to go after him. It's all just a big misunderstanding. I mean, if <laughs> I, I wish Ghidorah, was it Ghidorah? Is that her? Not Ghidorah. Um, Mothra. Mothra. Right. The only female monster that I know of mm-hmm. is of peace. She's a peacemaker. Yeah. She sat, sat out on this one. She was just uh, hanging out somewhere, I and guess. She's dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Spoiler, Spoiler, she dies. But but uh, th- that that was one thing. I, you know, King King of the Monsters. There's several monsters in that film that survive. And I was like, what happened to them? And Why aren't they, they? They bow down to. Yeah, at God- the end of the film, yeah. they bow down to Godzilla, basically. And it's implied that Godzilla is kind of like the head of all these monsters. But where do they all go? Was there any dialogue that cleared that up? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah. Maybe they were just like. You know, we don't really want to be involved. This is his business. This is his business. It's like you can't always trust your friends. <laughs> They're not always, they might not be there. They're not true blue. They're not ride or die. <laughs> Definitely not. And a little bit of time had passed in between those movies, um, between this one and the King of the Monsters. So who knows? Maybe they got killed. Maybe yeah. they're not around. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, this evil corporation headed by kind of a. Is it Elon Musk? Is that his name? Yeah, I guess. It's kind of a character sort of like that where he's like, you know, a tech savvy uh, rich guy. He doesn't like the idea that there are titans. So he wants to make an artificial like titan, basically, that represents humanity and he can control. And uh, that leads to Mechagodzilla, right? Yeah, he's like, man is going to be God again or something. Right, Stupid. Which, by the way, Dana Gould (laughs) spoiled this for me on a completely unrelated podcast. He was on (laughs) Gilbert Gottfried's podcast talking about something totally unrelated to Godzilla and just dropped out of nowhere. He was like, oh, yeah, um, Mechagodzilla is going to be in uh, Kong versus Godzilla. And I was just like, why Why did he say say that? that? And he didn't even talk about it after that. They just dropped it there. And I'm like... A, why did he say it? B, why didn't they just cut that out? Because it had nothing to do with the conversation. Mm. It was just Dana Gould trying to be the smartest guy in the room. And, I mean, I I watched the trailers, but I had no idea Mechagodzilla was supposed to be in it. So Mm. that that would have been kind of cool to have been revealed in the the movie. I stayed away from the trailer, so it sounds like they were actually trying to give you a trailer that didn't give you everything. Yeah. I, uh, just being on YouTube kind of spoiled that for me because, you know, people make videos where they're like, a new trailer comes out and they break right. down each individual frame and they're like, just a, a thumbnail for somebody's YouTube video about the trailer said like, Mecha Godzilla in Kong versus, uh, right. Godzilla and like with a big question mark and they had like a screen cap from the trailer and I was like, well, I guess that was supposed to be a secret, but now I know that's coming. You know, like, I, I mean, I guess in all fairness to Dana Gould, it's just kind of our culture now is most people don't really care about spoilers and stuff. Yeah. So you have to really take kind of what Kia's route of just not even watching trailers, not seeking it out. That's the only way you can go in nowadays. Yeah. So, and that would have been a cool reveal too. Like if you hadn't, uh, if you didn't know that was coming, yeah, you're like oh, cool, Michael Godzilla. Yeah. It was a cool but reveal it, for me just because I know a little bit more about it from watching a little stuff with Craig. Mm. And when it happened, I was like, Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, have you ever seen the original 
Kong versus Godzilla, the, like the original one from the sixties. Oh yeah, King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Is it uh, how similar is it to this movie? Like in terms of the story and how they where they fight and all that stuff. Virtually nothing overlaps, oh, okay. and it's literally just the two of them. I mean, there's a little bit of like Kong has to fight like a giant octopus, like you know, little moments like that. But for the most part, it's just the two of them fighting, and oh. it's a pharmaceutical company that transports King Kong <laughs> to fight Godzilla. Uh, it's really strange. So, yeah, that's like the reason I ask is because I did see like a, a small clip from where they were like transporting Kong with helicopters yeah. and a big net, and they did that in this movie. And I thought, <laughs> right. oh, did, were they trying to go like as faithful to the original? But it sounds like it was just that one. Shot. I think that they they had little um, Easter eggs because Kia pointed out too. There's one moment where uh, King Kong uses his axe in a very similar manner as he used a tree in the original King Kong versus Godzilla mm-hmm. where he shoves it in Godzilla's mouth or whatever, like the end of a, of a tree. He kind of does that with his ax. <laughs> and uh, there's like a really famous gif or whatever that's like, eat your vegetables, you know, and it's King Kong <laughs> shoving this huge tree in Godzilla's mouth. Um, so, yeah, I think they, they there's probably many that I didn't pick up on, but those were the two that really kind of jumped out as homage or whatever to the original. I, I didn't like the Mechagodzilla design that much, by the way. I don't I know much about it, so I thought, yeah. I, li- I thought it was fine. I mean, it was it was <laughs> fine. That's true. And, and like, this is, uh, you know, it's King Kong and Godzilla, so you don't really want another monster to upstage them. So maybe they purposely didn't go over the top with the Godzilla, Mechagodzilla design. Um, but he just seemed, to me, it reminded me of like a Michael Bay Transformer a little too much. Hmm. Something about it just didn't yeah. seem like it fit the world well to me. Hmm. Um, but I, I like the old school Mechagodzilla, and, and I understand they probably didn't want to use that verbatim. So um, I did like how it contrasted. He had red versus Godzilla's blue. I thought that was kind of a cool, you know, maybe, like lightsabers. Style. Maybe they don't like the Transformer movie, so they intentionally wanted you to think that, so that when he's destroyed, that's them being like, "Screw you, new Transformer movies." Could be. <laughs> You never know. That's exactly the thought process that I think, went into uh, that. <laughs> Adam Wingard is roughly our age, so that would make sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe there was a little bit there. I like the music in the movie. Oh yeah. Like when it first starts, it it starts. I forget. Can't think of the song, but it's something from the sixties, right? Across the sea, there's a girl. She's waiting for me. It felt like a sixties or seventies style. Yeah. Um. And then at the end, they have the, the air I breathe mm-hmm. by the Hollies. Oh, um, yeah. Love that song. And there's one little snippet, I think, when, it, when Millie Bobby Brown, Paperboy from Atlanta, <laughs> and um, Brian Tyree Henry, I think is his name, and their other friend who I don't know his name, mm. um, the other actor, when they're in, the, in a bus driving, there's a little, like, 20-second musical cue that's very the guest to me right um and then when they have all the neon lights to me that also reminded me of the guest the end of the guest it's very the lights are very cool um maybe that's just me reading into it because i that i love the guest but obviously adam wingard did that too so i kind of like to think he used a little bit of the guest in this movie i like how Kong is represented by pop culture music mm-hmm. and Godzilla yeah. is score. Like he, you know what I mean? Like there's never like a moment where Godzilla is like, you know, the thong song starts playing <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's only uh, King Kong that has those, yeah. cause he has t- uh, ties to humanity. So it kind of makes sense yeah. that 
you would use some pop culture music to represent him sometimes. Whereas Godzilla being this like force of nature only has, you know, like traditional yeah. score or whatever. So I thought that was kind of a neat touch. Cool if uh, Mecha Godzilla was all like dubstep. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> they should have done that. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Jeff, you said you never saw Kong Skull Island, right? No, I saw that one. Oh, you did? Okay. Because yeah. I, I liked how, because that takes place in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of liked when the when the music started off for this movie, it kind of felt like tied in, tied into yeah. Skull Island a little bit. And I also like I noticed how in Kong Skull Island, got, they made a point to mention that Kong was still growing. Because mm. um, I, I think you made the point, and I guess it was a, a, a well known thing that he Godzilla is bigger. So I, they made the point that he's still growing, and I and I liked how in the beginning of this movie, God. Uh, Kong has like some gray in his beard, mm-hmm. not beard, his fur. So you yeah. see that he's older and I don't know. He, I just, he's just someone that I would like to hang out with. I feel like <laughs> I would be safe with him. I want to be the little girl. Yeah. There were a couple yeah. moments where you mentioned that where you're like, yeah. I wish I was her right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he's mad at everyone else, but mm. he likes her. So you have a thing with that. That's that. Cause you've said some I of the want, things about slashers. I want like, scary people to like me because they won't hurt me. I think that's a normal human thing. Describes our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the one person that Michael Myers looks out for. Yeah. So that when someone pisses me off, I can be like, beep, 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 beep. Hey, Mike, I have a thing for you to do. I, I think that would be a very one-sided <laughs> conversation on the phone. He gets the point. Hmm. He'll get the job done. He's a texter. Well, speaking of getting the, the job done... Any final thoughts on Godzilla vs. Kong? I was going to say that we should rank the movies, but I didn't realize Jeff had not seen two of them. Well, you could kick us off with which one did you like between this and... Kong Skull Island. Skull Island. Um, I think I like Kong Skull Island better, just as far as the storyline goes. I was kind of more invested in it mm-hmm. than this one. Because like I said, anytime the humans were on the screen, I was sort of like, hey, let's get on with this. I want to see these two the fights. fights. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the... Like I said, it, it's it's a lot of eye candy. It looks really nice, and it's it's mm-hmm. fun to watch. Kia, how about you? I think my ranking them, my the fourth one would be Godzilla King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. The third one would be Godzilla 2014. And then second would be Kong Skull Island. And then I think the my favorite is Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. I just like Adam Wingard. I've liked everything he, he does. Yeah. He just, to me, knocks everything out of the park. I like... I liked all of his stuff that yeah, I've seen. You're a big supporter. I am. I am. Yeah, I, I think I would have a similar lineup, uh, but it's one of those things where with time, I don't know if Skull Island might come out on top just because, I mean, I really liked that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right now, I think I would have the same lineup. Well, I just wanted to mention this has nothing to do with Kong but or Godzilla, but it has something to do with Adam Wingard, mm. that his next project is going to be the face-off sequel <laughs> and you said that he was teaming up with Simon Barrett, who he worked with on The Guest. Yeah, yeah. It's like usually his yeah. right, his partner or whatever. So, but, yeah. I don't know. I just love Face Off. It's a great movie. And to know, I mean, he, he's done, what, Blair Witch, The Guest, You're Next, mm. Godzilla vs. Kong. Death Note. Death Note. And now Face Off. I mean, if he's not one of the most diverse directors, it's I don't really know who he over. is. Huh? Yeah, it's really all I over mean, the place. I mean, he's on everything. Yeah. And he's from Tennessee. How amazing yeah. is that? Well, he's, he's born in Tennessee. He's from I the think, South. Yeah, he, he was raised in Alabama. I looked that up. He's from so. the South. And yeah. he doesn't have 
because he's from the South, he doesn't have really ridiculous over-the-top Southern characters in his movies, probably because he knows that's not, mm. you know, I don't know. I just like him. So <laughs> I think we should cover Face Off when it comes off, comes out, even though it's not genre. I'm really interested <laughs> in how the hell they're going to make a sequel 20-plus years later. Um, but we'll see. So what's everybody giving it? Are we going to give it a grade? A-plus for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll I, I give it a solid A. I'll give it a B. Oh, God. Jeff, dropping it down to a B. Non-conformist. No. No, I, I was yeah, actually I most... I my own opinion, that's all. <laughs> no, I was really interested in Jeff's opinion just because he had no... Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like when when you said Jeff, like I don't I don't care who wins, like that that's that made me really intrigued with what you would think of it when you actually got around to it. So, what, how how did you fall in? By the way, when you watched the movie, not caring who won or whatever, oh. like as the movie progressed, were you like, oh, I hope Kong mm-hmm. can pull this off, or did you? Or are you still well, kind of like neutral? Well, they uh, they set it up in the movie so that you do root for Kong. Yeah. Regardless of which character you like better, it's like he's definitely the protagonist and he's the one that they're setting up to be the hero. So um, it uh, definitely rooting for the, the hero of the movie. But <clears throat> he also, it was kind of a draw too. Like the, the two fights that they had seemed like, you know, the first fight was in the ocean where he just kind of laid down and they turned all the ships off so, to make Godzilla think that he won. And then... And then at the end of the second fight, he like he could kill Kong, but he he has mercy on him and mm-hmm. walks away. And then that's when Kong comes back to help him fight Mechagodzilla. So, right. Um, it was kind of a draw, but yeah, I th- I think uh, Kong is definitely set up to be the hero, and he's a likable character in this movie too. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. He's the, yeah he's he actually. He knows how to be around humans, and he kind of accepts that, I guess, they're here in my world. Mm. Now that's fine. Whereas Godzilla, I mean, obviously, he, I mean, humans can't be around him Mm. because he lives in the sea. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because, like, the Toho movies, Godzilla becomes more and more kid-friendly. And, like, Mm. the design of Godzilla changes where he has bigger eyes and becomes more, like, cute almost. Mm. Whereas this version of Godzilla is very decidedly ugly. He I mean, they, they make him monstrous. He looks angry. Yeah. And he should be because he's like, why are you guys mm. bothering me? I've been down here for yeah. forever. Um, are there any titans that are also in the sea? Or is he the only one that lives under the sea? Eddie George. <laughs> Eddie <scared>. George? <laughs> That's a Tennessee Titan football player. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> He's, he's, he's one of the only football players' names I know. He, he lives on the beach. He's avid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I don't know. That would be cool if there was just like a a, 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 mon- a movie that was just God- in Godzilla's environment. Yeah. I mean, that would be impossible. The Toho but. version, there was a, a big lobster. I forgot what his, his name was. <laughs> Sebastian? No, the uh, oh. <laughs> it's called Godzilla versus the Sea Monster, which coincidentally was originally supposed to be King Kong versus uh, the Sea Monster, and they couldn't get the rights to King Kong. How is that going to work? Was a Sea Monster just going to well, come like out? Well, he's like on an island. I mean, underwater. Yeah. A whole movie that just takes place underwater. You just you want the Little Mermaid with Godzilla? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's happening. Why here. not? Well, that's it. That's all we're doing today is a roundup of our thoughts. So thank you for joining us, listeners. And thank you, Jeff and Kia. You're welcome. For participating. And the next movie is... Night 
of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. So join us next time for Night of the Creeps. And go see that Godzilla vs. Kong, y'all. Farewell. Farewell.